Hello, 90 Day Fiancé fans. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé Honestly, the podcast that brings you an unfiltered, no-nonsense take on all things 90 Day. I'm B, And I'm Amy. We promise you two things. No tangents and zero interruptions from ads. We're diving deep into the world of international love, decoding all of the relationship drama, and serving up the truth with a side of humor. So whether you're a seasoned 90 Day fan or just starting the K-1 visa journey, buckle up for a ride filled with love, laughter, and of course, honesty. Hi, Amy. Hi, B. It's our very first episode of 90 Day Diaries on the 90 Day Fiance Honestly podcast. It's a nice change. Yeah. Today's podcast is going to cover season five, episode one of the show. And I love that this show is self-shot and that there's no production people around the cast. Did you like that too? My very first comment was no camera crews, how much production involvement or any at all, which Mm -hmm. I think is going to be a huge difference in comparison to the 90 day that we've been watching and all the spinoffs. To me, this show felt like a mashup between The Single Life and Happily Ever After, but without the interference of production so that we know the drama that happens is actually not manufactured as real, which for me makes for a less stressful experience as I'm watching. I feel it's a little more genuine. Yes, it does feel much more genuine. All right, are you ready to get started? Oh, I sure am. Let's go. First up is Kim who is throwing away all of her memorabilia from her relationship with Usman, which, as we know, ended. Goodbye, Usman. Farewell. They couldn't agree on having children, she says, but I remember it a little differently. I thought that that was part of it, but the other part was the second, third, fourth, fifth wife prospect, which Kim was really dead set against. But then she kind of relented and said maybe he could have one. I thought the one she relented because he wanted kids and Mm -hmm. so he could have one in order to have the kids. But honestly, I don't care. I think she's better off without him anyway. Be gone. Absolutely better off without him. And why on earth would he even approach a woman of her age to have a relationship which is going to lead to marriage if his end goal is having children? It makes no sense. He's just not a smart man. Yeah, And in his first marriage to, oh, I can never remember her name, baby, whatever. She was also way too old to have children. It just seemed like his motivations were not based in love. No, no. He's a, he's a gold digger. He wants someone to, to fund his, his musical career. Yeah. Kim is obviously distraught over having to take all this memorabilia and get rid of it, put it in a closet for the moment. She's breaking down in tears. She clearly still has feelings for him and they are maintaining a friendship, which is nice, but also she does need to kind of sever some more, it seems, of that relationship if she's going to be able to escape it enough to be able to put herself out on the market again. Yeah, I think him, her having any contact with him is just going to be a huge distraction. She's not going to be able to actually cut the cord if they're still talking. Because she does still feel invested to me. Whereas it's obvious that he is not because he, she even mentions he's out there, he's dating, he's moving on, but she is still very much entrenched in her feelings and not able to take that next step. But I wonder what the purpose of keeping him around is. Like, I understand breaking up with someone and wanting to, like, just not being ready to let go. But from an actual, like, friendship point of view, what kind of discussions are they having that's going to be worthwhile? 
I don't know. It's a puzzle to me, the whole staying friends after a relationship is over idea. I would be friendly and courteous towards somebody that I was dating if I happened to run into them after we were no longer dating. But I don't see the point of maintaining that relationship, even as a friendship, because inevitably, it can cause problems in the future with somebody else that you're trying to date. Mm -hmm. I've been friends with several of my exes, but I feel like that was mostly through the end of my 20s and my early 30s. And now I just don't have the time or the energy to keep up with those friendships. So mm -hmm. I'd rather put my my time and energy into friendships that actually matter and are helping me build towards being a better person. And I really think that if she continues talking to Usman, it's just going to keep bringing her back down. It'll be one of those like she takes a couple steps forward and then she talks to him and then she's right back to where she started. It's yeah. going to negate any of her any of her progress. So I think she just really needs to cut that cord. Or she could be one of those people who needs the kind of like the safety net of the previous relationship as a friendship in mm -hmm. order to maintain her self-esteem for a little bit until she meets somebody new. And then once she meets a new person, she's a little bit more, you know, she finds it easier to to cut the strings, cut the cord, like you said, and move on into that new one. She has a talk with Jamal, her son, and Jamal says that he's going to be kind of like her vetter for the next people that she dates. So he definitely wants to have a say in who his mom dates in the future. And she thinks that's a great idea because apparently he did not like Usman, but I didn't see any of that in the season that he was on. Did you? I feel like there was a couple, if not just one of those Zoom conversations that they had where he was trying to get her to go home. Mm, that's right. I think that's the only thing that we've seen, but I'm not sure if I trusted judgment. I don't know anything about this kid. That's all I've got. Okay. So what did you think of Kim going to see the medium? I thought that was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun too. However, I do kind of, I take it with a grain of salt regardless, but I take mm -hmm. it with an even bigger grain of salt when it's somebody who's famous and has been on television. So the medium can actually know quite a bit about Kim before she even gets there. I didn't she, know that. <laughs> she could have known that Kim's mom died not too recently. I didn't know that Kim's sister died. That was new to me. And she would have also known that Kim recently broke up an important relationship. So none of what she was telling her was actually revealing anything, was actually, you know, from beyond the grave, because yeah. it's stuff that anybody could have known just by doing a quick internet search. Well, she, I think the first thing she said was that there was a woman standing over her and it was her mother. So at first, or like, I just thought the whole thing was entertaining. I find the whole idea of psychics and mediums entertaining, although I'm sure they do have some, some value, but I didn't know that this psychic was famous. I would have been so much more judgmental or a little harder on, uh, on her, the, on the things that she was saying, had I actually known that. I didn't so. mean the psychic was famous. I meant because Kim's famous, the psychic could have found oh, out stuff about Kim. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, does my brain work today? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. so, did you switch it on this morning? Or did hey. you put it in off but, mode? You know what? The snow probably turned it off. Oh, the snow. Yeah. Mm. Let's anyway. not go there. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I thought it was fun. I, I, I think she had some some interesting things to say, mostly about her just disconnecting from from Usman, because I think that's what she needs. Yeah. And of course, she said that Kim has a new relationship that's on the horizon, because you always have to give your client a sense of hope for the future. Big deal. We think we know that as well. It's true for everybody. One thing that I did want to just quickly mention is that Kim looked like she had her hair done. It looked really good. Did you notice that? The brown? 
Yeah. Yeah. Looks like she died and cut it and it looked really healthy and nice. It was great. So she goes out with her girlfriends to dinner and they're trying to prop her up and give her a little bit more confidence in entering the dating world again. And and Kim says that she's ready for a casual relationship, something along the lines of just sex. (laughs) I don't know if that's the best way to go, but to each their own. Uh, Maybe because she wasn't getting anything from Osman and she just needs to get under somebody else to get out of his grasp. Oh, let's not go there to that horrible, horrible stuff where she was pressuring him. That that was a nightmare. I wasn't getting into that. I'm just saying she wasn't getting her fix with him. Yeah. So she's extremely depleted and she just, she needs to get her groove back, so to say. She does. So she kind of completes the circle by ending her segment with burning the memorabilia that she'd stuffed in the closet, which was great. I thought it's always a very cathartic thing to do, Mm -hmm. very symbolic, but does kind of have its roots in the real world. So I thought that was a great next step for her. I agree. I think that the next next step would be cutting the cord with him because getting rid of all the stuff in her house is going to stop her from being reminded of him all the time. So once you cut the communication, that's going to propel her forward. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to note that I think that it's wonderful that she has such supportive friends because I think she really needs that support in or- order to actually get past this. I think it would be an awful situation if she only had her son, Jamal. I think she needs the support from people who are her age. And it just so happens that they're single as well. Not 100% necessary, but I think that's also helpful. So I think that this support system is, I think it's really, really good for her. Yeah, especially after having lost both her sister and her mother. Mm -hmm. Really sad. Shall we move on to Patrick and Thais? Yes. All right. So... These two are now living in Las Vegas. So they moved, They were, the last time we saw them, they were in Texas when they were living with John. And they are no longer living with John. Yay. Thank God. Wow. That's really good. Thais is pregnant. She's about to give birth in a couple of weeks. And Patrick has a bowling ball instead of a head now. What is <laughs> up with his head? It's so <laughs> round. He's like, a, he has a Charlie Brown head now. I wonder if he's gained a bit of weight and he's one of those people that when he gains, it goes straight to his face. Yeah. Because like his body doesn't look like it's it's changed too much. But I I noticed that he was a bit rounder. Yeah. he His face was definitely circular. And I thought, okay, so exactly as you said, he's gained a little bit of weight and it's all gone to his face. But it was just, it was so spherical. I had to note that. They are having a 3D ultrasound of the baby two weeks before the birth so so that Thais can see the baby's face. Have you ever heard of this? I, I think it's just it, you make the appointment like they're in the States, right? So you just yeah. make the appointment because you want to do it, not because it's medically necessary. I think this was just no. she just wanted to do it for fun and didn't want to wait. But it's two weeks. It's two weeks before she's going to have her actual baby in her hands. I thought it was really funny that they were going for this scan. I knew it wasn't medically necessary. I knew it was just an extra thing that they were doing for fun. But I've never wanted to see my baby's face before he was born. I just, I found that really odd. Maybe it's just that generation because they have access to that information that Mm -hmm. they would just rather pay for it than wait. It's just the, Mm -hmm. the impatience, I think. 
but okay. I thought it was cute. Like her, seeing her so excited, I thought was so beautiful. And that was, that's actually kind of exciting to see. The only drama they really had was that the nursery wasn't ready yet. Patrick has not taken the time at this point in their segment to do anything about decorating it, painting it, putting a bed and putting all the furniture together, I guess, which is cutting it a little bit fine. Like what if she had a premature labor and the baby was born a week early or all I was thinking was yike. Yike. (laughs) I also thought it was absolutely hysterical when they were actually doing the ultrasound and Thais said that the baby looks like his mom and then they pan to a photo of his mom and it's just really yeah is that a good thing or or what is that well when the technician said that the baby's face was going to appear smushed i was thinking maybe it's not such a good thing yeah maybe that was she was trying to deter her from actually going through with it but yeah but smushed it was Uh uh-huh totally fine (laughs) When the baby was born, she was very, very cute. They had to do an induction because the doctors didn't want to wait too much longer. I think it had something to do with her blood pressure, wasn't it? mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And everything went well. And Elise, is that her name? Elise was born, no complications. Everything was great. And Patrick goes home and completes the nursery just in time. So it looks like everything is going along swimmingly for this couple. They're very happy. They're enjoying being new parents. They're all smiles. I thought Thais looked incredible for just having given birth. Mm -hmm. Not not a hair displaced on her head. Just (laughs) so beautiful. And I wonder if she just looks like she's just that natural, naturally beautiful human being that just wakes up feeling horrible but still looking like a million bucks she's she's Mm -hmm. gorgeous but i I wanted to note a little easter egg that i think i saw kind of concerned about the things that i think i've been seeing in these in these shows (laughs) but it appeared as though there was a teeny tiny little bottle of sparkling wine on her little food table thing with her beverages oh it had one of those like it was in like a champagne bottle shape Mm -hmm. and it had like that the the film on top the yeah. the tin film and then we see her bottle feeding the baby so i i didn't think it was like that far fetched for for that to be a thing i just i thought it was it yeah. was cute yeah i didn't know if she'd opted to pump and then give the baby breast milk or if she was feeding the baby formula whatever it's her choice it's her baby yeah. that's fine but yeah if you noticed a bottle of alcohol then she was probably doing something that that's why she was feeding from a bottle and and not breastfeeding. Oh, and to be clear, it was it was unopened, so it's not okay. like she was she was in the hospital and she's <laughs> chugging back this little travel bottle. Well, Patrick <laughs> could have been celebrating. He could have been having like a champagne toast to their new baby. But we didn't hear him, so oh. <laughs> I would assume he wasn't there because he would have been. Like, even if he wasn't in the room, we would hear him down the hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would. You're right thing I wanted to say is that I find that the relationship between Thais and Patrick is a little more organic because he was saying the way now they're describing their relationship. So he was going back and forth for 11 months just to see his dad and to see her, which is a stark difference from the I met him on vacation. Yeah. Or we were talking for however long I flew out to see them and we were engaged within three days of meeting each other or however long. So I think that 
there was just something a little more organic and genuine about how their relationship began. I just wanted to point that out. That's a great point. And I totally agree. I think I remember him saying when they were on their show on their 90 day episodes that he was going down there almost once a month. And if they knew each other for 11 months before she came to the States, then, you know, that's, that's pretty substantial amount of time in 90 day terms to be mm-hmm. spending with your fiance. Yeah. Of yeah. Course. All right. Binyam, Ariella, and Avi. Yes. Who are coincidentally also living in Las Vegas. So I wondered if all of these guys get together now and hang out. I doubt that. I don't think that their personalities would match. I think they just have different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So I, as, as soon as they showed them living in, going into this new apartment and living in Las Vegas, I was like, oh, what, what is this all about? Is Binyam working and fighting in Las Vegas? Have they got jobs? What is going on? And and then we found out from Ariella that, in fact, it's her mom, Janice, who is working in Las Vegas temporarily. And they are basically living with her, living off her, mooching again. And n- neither Binyam nor Ariella have jobs, which is what she says at first. She says she's a student. She's working full time as a student online to get another degree in science. Biology? which is a science, I believe. That was my question mark. I wasn't quite sure if that was yeah. exactly where she was going. But yeah. anyway, I'm guessing Janice is paying for the apartment like she was before when they were all living in, was it Connecticut? I don't remember. Nothing, ex- nowhere exciting. With nobody else in the family earning an income, that's how it has to be, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like this at all. I really didn't like it before when they were on their show and they were mooching off her parents and the parents were constantly giving money when they were in Ethiopia because they didn't have enough. Then they moved to the States and they were living in an apartment that the parents were paying for because neither one of them was working. I just don't like the people who are mooching off their parents well into their 30s. I, I think I think her parents have done this to themselves. Just She, she goes to travel for Ethiopia to Ethiopia for however long. Her parents have been paying for everything this entire time. I wonder if she's ever even had a job. And then they come over here and neither of them still have a job. And yet somehow they can move to Vegas, which is obviously not a cheap place to live. Who's paying for this? It's obviously her parents. At no point have they tried to cut the cord. Have they tried to instill any kind of self-sufficiency in her? Sure, she can travel the world but on their dime. So she might be street smart, but not financially. And I think it's a bit ridiculous that she keeps putting all of this on Benny when she hasn't shown any financial responsibility either. Right. Mommy and daddy just constantly step in. So I was not surprised when she said, you know, we couldn't really afford it. So we got a roommate and roommate was mom. Yeah, that was so disappointing. I really couldn't believe it. Yeah, at some point you have to grow up. You do. Ariella says that she's a student. And then she says that she's also working, which is a surprise because like I said before, when we were introduced to her, she wasn't working. Binion wasn't working. Now all of a sudden she's saying that she has a job and I was racking my brain trying to think, okay, what is she doing? Because as a full-time student, you really can't have a full-time job. She might be working part-time, but she's not saying anything about, oh, I work part-time at this hamburger joint or Mm -hmm. whatever. I think what she's talking about when she says, I have a job or I'm working is she's referring to her OnlyFans because she started, I know she started one of those. That was what popped into my head, but I 
I wasn't confident that that was actually knowledge. I thought that was just a thought. So it's good to know that I wasn't just making that up. So yeah, that that makes sense. But then I wonder why isn't Benny just jumping in there? Because I'm pretty sure that would skyrocket the amount of income. Good point. Yeah, I wonder if he has a page as well. Because he is very attractive. And he's super, super fit. Yeah. And her personality is not one where I think a lot of men would be gravitating towards her thinking, oh, I really would like to see her on camera alone. What I've heard is that happens on OnlyFans. I'm not really sure. I I don't know. But if if that's her source of income, great. She has one. That's all I can say about that. But can Benny work? Does he have a a green card now? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, Avi is now three years old. So they've been in the States for almost two years. Has it been that long already? Oh, wow. I think so. so. Yeah, he's got to have his his green card by now. I would have thought so. Because she was talking about how he's working, doing fighting and acrobatics. But that was before they moved to Las Vegas. Obviously, he doesn't have a job there yet. So presumably he was working before this move took place. It seems pretty crazy that he wouldn't be able to get a job in Vegas doing his acrobatics and his fighting. Because if anyone's going to be able to get a job as a performer, it's going to be in Vegas. And that Ari said that that's why they, they moved there anyway. So why is it taking so long? But I also wonder if he's doing something else and she's just not giving him credit for it. That could be. I, I can totally see that as being the case. Because it seems like there's problems with their marriage. Mm-hmm. So she describes it as Benny is spending all of his time with friends. He's not really at the apartment. He's not being a father. He's not being a husband. Janice describes it as he's immature. He's behaving like a 25-year-old who is now sowing his wild oats, which I'm sure she did not mean literally, because if he was sowing his wild oats, I don't think Ariella would be standing for that. I think it would be a very, very different story. Yeah. So they have this time at the synagogue. Ariella's trying to connect to her Jewish roots a little bit more. They make some challah. They talk to some other women. The women offer advice saying, maybe you should spend some time apart. And Ariella decides that this is the answer. This is the key. She has a discussion with Benny and says, okay, I want you to go live with your friends for a little while because things aren't working. The strongest thing that I think she said to him was, I know you hate being around me, which was awful. And then he gets up and walks away. I don't know if that was like an editing thing, but I, I did note that as well. But my question is, they're saying, or she's saying he's never around. He's always out with friends. He's he's not a good husband or a father. Do you really think that pushing him out physically, not just mentally, but physically is going to resolve anything? Because we even see with the cutaway with Benny that he's saying that they have communication issues. So wouldn't it make more sense instead of putting this distance in between the two of you is to create closeness by going to couples counseling and learning how to communicate, learning to work through your problems as opposed to this distance. Absolutely. I think the advice that Ariella was given by the two women at the synagogue was really bad advice. Mm -hmm. You don't fix a marriage by asking your partner to move out, go to counseling, you do the work, you try to maintain closeness, like you're saying. And if that doesn't work, then you go to the next stage, which is separating. But to go, okay, we're going to separate and that's going to make things better between us. It, does that mean that he would move back in at some point and they, things would be fine? It just does not make any sense. Yeah, no, this is a completely stupid idea. 
he's spending too much time with his friends. He's never home. Okay, why don't you go live with your friend then? And that's going to help. <laughs> this sounds like Rob logic. Oh, it does. <laughs> it really does. Anyway, I don't have much confidence that their relationship is going to withstand whatever it is that they're going through right now. I won't give any spoilers, but there has been some stuff in social media that has indicated that maybe things are going to take a different course from what we think. That's all I have to say about those two. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to make a prediction. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I would like for them to split. But in the event that they don't, my actual prediction is that she gets knocked up again. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, that's my prediction. Well, I shall not give away what I have seen. And I love the fact that I haven't actually seen anything about it. <laughs> Me. I know. You're the one who always knows all the secrets. Oh, I'm slacking on my sleuthing. <laughs> Time for Emily and Kobe and Scarlett and Coben. This family just keeps on growing. It won't stop. Uh, another couple that is still mooching off their family, their parents. They're still living at Emily's family home with their two kids, even though they promised to move out and get jobs. None and of not that get has... pregnant again. I, uh, well, yeah. I mean, they got pregnant again in like episode two of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep having kids. These people are the most fertile couple I've ever known. So Kobe is recovering from a surgery. And this means that Emily isn't getting enough sex. I really don't understand the correlation between those two facts. Regardless, she says that they don't have enough time alone and she really wants that. I'm like, you don't have enough time alone. He's at home all the time. You're at home all the time, except for the time that she's going to the gym at 4.40 in the morning. And the parents are still around so the parents can look after the kids. Why don't they just have some alone time? I, I, didn't um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if her dad has established a hard boundary. If you're both home, we're not going to be watching the kids because we know exactly what you're doing and we will not support you getting knocked up again. Mm -hmm. Remember how adamant he was about them not getting yeah. pregnant before they move out again? And here she is pregnant by breathing in the same direction as him. Yeah. So maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's why they can't have the alone time. Maybe. I, I don't know. I also wonder if the kids are sleeping in their bed. It looked like they might be sleeping in their bed. Might I was wondering be. about that as well. Might be. We don't know. We didn't see a kid's room. We no didn't. idea. Maybe we'll find out later on. We'll see their, their bedrooms. She gets up at 4.40 in the morning. She turns on all the lights in the bedroom. <laughs> I noticed And Kobe thing. is still asleep. Uh, he's, first of he, all. He's done. Good for him, man. <laughs> how is that possible? And secondly, you turd. Turn off the lights. Don't get up and turn on all the lights. Use your freaking cell phone to make your way to the bathroom or wherever you have to go to get changed. Oh, so inconsiderate. I wonder if she has one of those like circle cameras in, in the, or not the camera, the circle light in the room when she's doing the video thing. Like maybe it's just part of the production package that so she just has this light and she turned that on and it's just like, it's so light. It's like the sun. But it doesn't bother him. And the thing that I got out of that, other than the fact that she's a jerk for, for doing that, is I'm so envious of the way that that man sleeps. Yeah, me too. I wish. Like, he's mm -hmm. just right out. Mm -hmm. Good for him. And also good for her for getting up so early and doing this for herself. But when she was saying, 
you know, I haven't been able to lose any weight, blah, blah, blah. Two things. One, is she already pregnant again? Mm-hmm. And two, when you start weightlifting or doing weights, any kind of strength training, you don't lose weight right away. Your body changes composition. It changes the fat into muscle and your it just changes shape. So now you're so much more compact, even though you're the same weight. So she just has to wait for everything to work itself out and then it'll fall off. And you know whereof you speak when you're talking about <laughs> this. Because I sure do. for our listeners, Amy, are you still powerlifting? I'm like, getting back into it. Okay. So Amy was a powerlifter. She's getting back into it and she was very, very accomplished. So she knows about putting on weight, changing your body composition, muscle to fat ratios, all of that garbage. She knows. Garbage. <laughs> well, not garbage, but stuff. I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it is great that Emily's trying to lose the weight. Astounding, gaining 60 pounds with each pregnancy. Like her body must be so ravaged by doing that each time she has a baby. Mm-hmm. And when she said that she's not dropping the weight, that occurred to me that maybe it was just she's building muscle and so it's taking longer. But then as soon as the personal trainer said, you know, go check your insulin levels and stuff, I was like, oh, well, that could be too. Because doesn't your body respond that way once you have like dramatic weight loss and then weight gain and then weight loss and then weight gain that your insulin resistance does build up just as protective or preventative measure because the body doesn't want you to keep losing weight? It could. I haven't had that experience myself, so I can't really speak to it. But it could also be, you know, two pregnancies that have been extremely hard on her body and a bunch of other reasons. Who who really knows? But I'm glad that that's what the doctor said and not that she was knocked up again. Okay, so she finds out, she talks to the doctor, she finds out that her insulin level is a little high. And then I think it was the editing or something. It just kind of sliced in such a direct way. And so obviously that they skipped over a bunch of stuff that the doctor or nurse or whoever that was who was explaining to Emily what was was going on. Was it? Okay. Dr. Holly. She just said, we're going to put you on this thing. And from the description of the drug, I'm pretty sure it's a Zempic. Oh, it's oh, I had inject- thought it's about injectable. that. She says it is injectable. It's Once gonna a week. cause rapid weight loss. And Azempic is was originally a diabetes drug, so presumably it controls insulin, which is the problem that Emily is having. So there's another one going on Azempic. Mm. Well, I think that this is just like that quote unquote miracle drug that everyone is looking for and down the line they're gonna find so many different complications with it. They have um, already. <laughs> I haven't looked into it because obviously that's not my thing, but I think that she needs to she needs to seriously look at her lifestyle because she said this is or her trainer helped her lose 80 pounds before and then 60 pounds. And then now how much is she gonna lose? But she just doesn't like her body doesn't have time to like exist in in that weight and she keeps gaining it back at a very vast rate. So I wonder what she's doing in her lifestyle that is perpetuating this weight gain, like the substantial weight gain mm-hmm. every single time because she obviously lost the 80 pounds before she got pregnant the first time. Yeah. So I wonder if she's just it's just her lifestyle. So now she just wants the the quick resolution because she doesn't have time to lose the weight before she gains the weight back. I, <sighs> I think that this is like a this is a deeper seated health issue than I think she wants to actually think about. 
Yeah. But from everything that I've heard about Ozempic is yes, it will give her that rapid weight loss immediately, but then you gain it all back. Yeah. It's not. No, it's not the miracle drug that it first sounded like it might be when it came out or when the part of it that came out that was being used for weight loss rather than diabetes. I just keep seeing ads about it and I just don't want to to pay it any attention. So now I'm. <laughs> it's my fault for being so ignorant about it. <laughs> Is that all for Emily and Kobe? I and believe their various, so. Their various kids? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we get a little preview of what's happening this season, and there are just so many people on the show. It's going to be fantastic. I, I really appreciate that there are so many different people and couples in this season. I think it's going to give us so much to talk about, and it's going to be like the, the chances of us getting bored is going to be super low. I'm really, really happy that we decided to do diaries over single life because single life is a dumpster dive, trash fire. on fire. Yeah. What's the, what's the expression? Uh, the dumpster fire. Dumpster fire, thank you, is a dumpster fire of just incredibly manufactured garbage. Diaries is pleasant, relaxing. It's real. the exact opposite. It is. Out of all of the people that they showed for that are coming up this sh- this season on the show, there were actually a couple that I didn't recognize, and I'm going to have to go back and do my research to find out who they are and, or re-remember what show they were on. And it looks like there's going to be plenty of drama, even without production staging fake situations, which is great. Excellent. Yeah. Real life drama. Yes. Who are you looking forward to seeing this season the most? Oh. Well, right off the bat, it's Sumi and Jenny. Yeah. Based on how Sumit's mom was beforehand at that last meeting. Oh, what is she going to say this time? And now she's initiated this meeting. Yeah. Uh, This woman is just off the charts. And I know how insanely abusive she is, but it's not my situation. So I can kind of laugh at it, even though I feel very sympathetic towards uh, Sumit and, and, and Jenny. But I am really looking forward to that meeting. Yeah. Is there going to be an apology or? I doubt it. But no. hmm? Hmm? No. (laughs) There's there's always hope, but but it's faint. It's extremely faint. (laughs) You just need a little, just a little hope. (laughs) Who are you looking forward to seeing? Well, in that preview of all of those people, I, I sort of tweaked to a couple. One was Jen and Rishi only because of the topic that was being discussed, which is pregnancy. I was like, what? Age? And she, she's like, what, 40? I feel like the last season, everyone was 43. So I'm going to go with that one. Right. No, she's a little bit older. I think she was 47-ish, but I could be wrong. She was saying to Rishi, what if she decided not to have a child with him? Would, she, would he be okay with that if they, I guess, were getting one through surrogacy or something? And he was dead no, set against that. Absolutely not. At least it looked that way from the previews. It could have been edited. And then the other one, and I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now. He's the guy who went all the way to Mexico and he invited his Russian girlfriend to come there or Ukrainian, actually Ukrainian. She And she never showed up. And he went there and he was doing uh, dating with a matchmaker, tall black guy. He's a manicurist. Oh, what oh. is his name? Oh, and he he wore that top hat. He wore the top hat. That's right. I'm so looking forward to seeing oh, him. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Because he's such a sweet and innocent man. 
And yet he keeps running into these awful women who take horrible advantage of him. And I think in the tell-all of that season, he was talking to two different Ukrainian women who he was going to have both come over to the United States and be with him as his kind of sister wives. So really the most interesting situations that you could possibly imagine happen with he who shall remain nameless at the moment. That's really going to bug me. It's on the tip of my tongue. I know I as know. soon as you you press stop on this recording, it's going to come to me. I know. But anyway, That's That's yes, fine. yes. I, I had forgotten about him too. But yeah, he was. Yeah, he just got the, the poopy end of the stick with it seemed every woman that he he tried to entertain many times over. And yet he was so Caesar optimist. Caesar, thank <sighs> you. Yes, Caesar was always so optimistic and so happy. And he just found that lightness inside of him to mm -hmm. overcome the absolute horrible treatment that he was getting from these women every time. So yeah, I'd like and, to see what's going on with him. And the confidence to wear that top hat. How many men mm -hmm. would have the confidence to wear a top hat like that at a like a mingling event? Mm -hmm. Good for him. I, I think this season is going to be really, really entertaining. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Before we go, if you're enjoying the 90 Day Fiance Honestly podcast and you haven't already subscribed to or followed our show, please do so. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>